Hi there and welcome to Healthish. I'm your host, Ali Izzo, and I'm the digital editor at Body and Soul. Now, I don't think it's an overstatement to say that there is a lot of bad news in the world at the moment, and there has been for, well, most of this year and some of last year too. But today's guest is a good news story of a different kind. Logie-winning actor Samuel Johnson cycled around Australia to help raise funds for cancer research after his sister Connie was diagnosed with this all-too-common disease. During this time, he met some pretty incredible individuals, and even in the midst of his own heartbreak, he found the light in their stories. He has recently published a book, it's called Heroes Next Door, and it's to share that light a little bit further. Sam, welcome to Healthish. How are you going? Uh, no justifiable cause for complaint. Thanks for having me, Ali. Now, I'm so glad that you're here because I think that this book that you've written with your sister is such an interesting concept and it's got such a great backstory, which I've kind of explained. But you've, you yourself have faced and overcome your own fair share of adversity in life. What moved you to share other people's stories in this way? Um, well, it happened pretty organically, to be honest. It wasn't there wasn't a light bulb moment. I was on I was doing a national fundraising tour for my charity um, last year, and I convinced my sister to come along with me. I um, I promised her it would change her life. I really wanted her to meet the type of people that I was meeting out there um, as a campaigner. I've visited and campaigned in over 1100 towns in the last seven or eight years so I, I, I found that I was I was meeting amazing people and I wanted my sister to come and kind of feel that and, and absorb that um, so I begged her to take some leave from her job as a prison officer and to come out with me on the fundraising tour and on one random morning she went to check out a um she went to check out a sunrise and met a guy called Max and and she hugged Max's dog and before long she was back at Max's having breakfast. He was a retired emu farmer and um, um, dying of cancer and and it, my sister asked him what his prognosis was and after some thought he said, I've had a good life and that was his answer to her question yeah. and it and and it kind of it, if the, if there was a watershed moment, it'd be, it would be that one. My sister came back and told us me and the road crew all about Max, and we got inspired. And then because she's a writer, uh, she wrote she wrote Max's story down, and we all we all cried when she read it out to us. And and that was the genesis of something special. I ended up joining my sister on um, on this mission to try and find these unsung heroes and to tell their stories. Yeah. So with this, I mean, obviously you spoke to so many and you, you said yourself you haven't been able to include all of them. But what did you learn through hearing and then sharing these, these stories of, as you call them, unsung heroes? Was there a common thread that um, kind of made them resonate for you, I guess? They taught me or, or, or at least strongly reinforced the notion that um, whilst we can't choose uh, the bad things that kind of happen um, kind of in our life, we can choose how to respond to them. Um, the one thing that kind of binds all of our subjects in this book together is that they've chosen, made a choice um, to help do their, the best they can to ease the path of others uh, in, in a time of, 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 of adversity or struggle. So 
I suppose uh, meeting and talking with all these people and then writing their stories just taught me to really worry about what I can control and to and to try and make sure that when people are facing adversity that I can um, try and be mindful enough to to help in some way make it more positive. So I suppose it's about um, alchemizing those um you know those painful parts of life into into something kind of joyous and and from the heart yeah and, and that point you make about being mindful about you know how you respond to that because as you say you can't control what happens to you but you can control your actions that's such a um it's such a hard concept to grasp in that moment i guess but i mean the beautiful thing is you you've seen this you know come out over and over again over all these people's stories and it's it is it's clearly possible, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not saying that, you know, you know, when something bad happens that you don't want to kind of, you know, have one drink too many or feel sorry for yourself or go, or, or go through an angry face. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think you know, all of that's all of that's kind of normal. But I think in time you do have to measure your response. I'm reminded as we talk of this of, um, of Sharon Vanderkay, who, who spent much of her life trying to make uh, public transport commuters in Melbourne uh, to give them a better experience on the trains of, of metropolitan Melbourne. I, rem- I remember her quote vividly. She told me, when I, w- when I walk, I never look down. I don't look at people's faces either. I look into their eyes. You never know what they're going through, what they've been through and what they're yet to face. And I think if you walk around with that understanding, um, then it puts you in a better position to be able to be of assistance to someone when they're down. Yeah, totally. That's that's some in, incredible kind of empathy going on there. Um, so why do you think that these kind of stories uh, is, feel particularly relevant or needed now at this point? Was there was it just um, lucky timing, the fact that you had the tour, or or is this? Do you feel like it's particularly um, poignant given where we are at the oh. moment? I, I, I wish I could claim some kind of marketing genius or this happened organically and um, I do think it is important to tell these stories it's it's our stories make up who we are as a nation and um, and I suppose to you know if I'm to be perfectly frank the world is awash with false prophets you know questionable status um, systems and superheroes you know and 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 I'm not saying that any of those things are, are bad in their own right but collectively I wonder whether you know the cumulative effect of say all the marvel and dc kind of superheroes that we're awash with now combined combined with our kind of um you know celebrity obsession and our and and our larger than life kind of um people that we call heroes like sports people who are paid to do what they do and or 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 even actors and celebrities who are who have who you know who have falsely accorded a lot of status there's a lot of there's a lot of bullshit going on mm-hmm. um, in terms of who we're calling heroes. And I don't think that we're thinking about how we use the word very well. Um, I mean, to us, a hero is somebody that demonstrates empathy in a, you know, in a challenging time and finds some way to help make things slightly more positive around them. These are the real life unsung heroes, the ones on the street that we walk past without thinking twice about, yeah. you know, it's, it's um, you know, it's, it's, I mean, I, I, I love Batman. I love, I love Iron Man. <laughs> And I and I so too do I love larger than life heroes like Steve Irwin or or or, or yeah oh, who am I thinking of um, or even people like um, Fred Hollows. So there's 
there's kind of different grades of heroes and I don't, and, and I don't want the real heroes that are kind of on ground level doing amazing things to be forgotten in the process. Yeah, perfect. Well, thank you so much for your time. I am excited to read this book, but I hope that you do a second round as well because, as you say, there's probably a lot of unsung heroes out there whose stories should be, should be shared as well. Hopefully there's a thirst there for these stories, yeah, and thank you for having me. Pleasure. I don't know about you, but I feel like Sam's book couldn't have come at a better time and his ability to see the lessons in these often kind of dark stories is as much a testament to his own optimism as to the book's subject's tenacity too. Thank you so much for listening and please rate, review and subscribe if you haven't already, which I'm sure you have. And until tomorrow, stay healthy-ish. Hey, I'm Felicity Harley and I host Healthy-ish, where we chat to experts, influencers and people in the know from around the globe to arm you with the knowledge to make healthier decisions for your mind, body and soul. I think if we're going to be focusing on health, like sleep is probably the biggest component oh, of that. I, I think sleep is the cornerstone. Like choose the harder option because I've never woken up and gone, I regret that run that I went at 4am. I've never done that. Search for Healthy-ish and Extra Healthy-ish wherever you get your podcasts.